Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, I'm Ryan. <laughs> I'm Will. Hurry up. I'm Ivan, you're still with it, come on, forget the intro. We are the reality podcast that you listen to. Yeah, absolutely. I am doing the intro. The time is 10.15 and tonight we share our raw reaction to the final week of the Traitors UK on the only Traitors podcast by the people who've been there, done that and got the t-shirts. This is episode 29 of It's Just a Game. And welcome to episode 29 of It's Just a Game, the podcast where we watch reality TV so you don't have to. Every week we look at the best moves, the most iconic moments and the most discussed drama of your favorite reality TV shows. This week we're back to discuss the final week and what a final on the Traitors UK. My name is Ryan, and I think having a fire pit inside the round table room is a health and safety risk. <laughs> yes. so <laughs> but wait, wait, could, I need to get something off my chest, right? Go on. I literally, do you know how many DMs I've had, right? Probably, so it's been 15 minutes, yeah. probably about t- at least 10, saying that could have been you without the parting gift. Like the same, basically the same message that could have been you. Yeah. That could have been you without that line. And I'm like... Would you have wanted that, though? No, this is what I was about to say. So Harry walking out, for me, it was... Um, I think Harry deserved to win. I think he did. He played the game brilliantly. He, he, yeah, he um, his, his best strategy was the shield, actually, when I was complaining about the shields at the beginning of the series. But... Um, he he deserved to win. At times through the final, I was rooting for Molly. But... Yeah. It was quite anticlimactic, him walking out the castle by himself with Claudia. It was a weird, cold moment. It was weird and cold. And I think it really sent a message. I was saying there's a very strong symbolic with that shot, the final shot of just him walking out of the castle. And compared to last year, last year there was happiness and joy and everyone together. This year it's just him on his own, lonely. I'll tell you what it was for me. He walks out of the castle and he goes, what? And he like runs forward as if to like hug someone, and there's no one there to hug because he sent them all home. 
Because treachery leaves you alone. That's the point. That's the point. If you behave in that way, he earned that money, every single penny of it. But there's no one there to enjoy it with. And the way Molly, she walks out of that chapel and she goes, fuck. And then looks at him again and goes, fuck. It was so powerful. I've got to approve the production value. Actually, I think this is like... This shot was intentional to me. That shot wasn't like mm. random. It was beautifully produced. You could tell they knew the message was sending with our children. There was something deeper about just seeing him on his own. Treachery corrupts. Treachery leaves you alone. Look, by now you probably know, but also joining me is the man who probably signed off on that indoors fire pit. That's Wilf who's here. Wilf, I'm not going to ask you how you are. Let's move on. The man <laughs> whose time for talk should never be over as well as here, Ivan. You can tell I ran out of inspiration when writing these intros. Now, as always, you're a bit too late if you've listened so far, but we are entering a spoiler zone. We are fully inside a spoiler zone. So if you haven't seen the whole of Series 2 on the Traitors UK, go away, come back when you're done. But realistically, it's too late and you should have seen it anyway. So that's on you. Um, raw reactions. Well, go on. Right, I've got two things to say. First of all, one, uh, one of the things my wife said uh, about Molly, and it was so hard to see her crumble and, and get it wrong and... Yoda said, I don't think she could trust a man again. And like, you know, it was just so the whole series has been very male dominated. And I, I'm a I'm a male, obviously. What? I identify as male. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but I have two daughters and a wife. Uh, and Molly, for me, I was like, come on. Like, I started rooting for Molly because it just reminds me like, I've got girls, I've got daughters and whatever she made a mistake it doesn't matter it's part of the game like you can't judge her for that like it's it made great tv was it as good as the last final i'm not sure but the second thing i want to talk about is they led me astray so i'm 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 like i would consider myself a meta gamer right but in terms of yeah i'm a meta gamer i can look at production i can look at different things and the way it was so focused on harry i was convinced as a meta gamer that it's way over focused on him and something's going to go wrong Mm. and I, i could see production focusing on him so i didn't expect him to actually win and when he did I was happy for him because I think he deserved it. I think he did. I think he played an amazing game. So did Andrew, actually. And I think if Andrew didn't get the the very tamed version of the, the parting gift from Ross, he probably would have probably would have won. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, but do you know what? The third thing I want to say, and this is me done for this, my, my little segment of the instant reaction is I just want to respect every single person who's part of the show, especially the traitors that lost who accepted the loss. And that's my, yeah. that's my bit. Oh, Wilf, I hear you, man. I hear you. That's such a, yeah, I, I get what you're saying there and I appreciate it. And I want to, I want to echo that. I also think that all of the faithfuls, all of the production, Claudia, like this, they put together an incredible season. Yeah. I just want, what, what's on my mind right now? I am so emotionally affected by that episode. It was marvelous TV. But what's on my mind right now is Harry standing outside and saying best traitor in the world or best traitor ever about himself and nah. i just want to i want to track back and and, and 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 like just cast a doubt on that because in the end the thing that made molly vote jazz was not that she thought jazz was more of a traitor than harry it was she trusted him more than jazz that was it molly thought yeah. she was choosing who she wanted to share the money with and then with 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 the whole point about jazz, there's this whole big 
lance that he had, this huge point that he did bring up finally when there were five of them left. But he didn't push it hard enough. He kept his claws too close to his chest. He caught him in a lie. He said, he said, Harry, did you say anything to Paul? And Harry said no. He presented the evidence and all he needed to say to win the entire competition was, Harry, you just said you didn't say anything to Paul. But Paul had a conversation with me as if you had. How would Paul have known? He couldn't make that up. How would Paul have known? Harry can't claim to be the best. Harry played brilliantly, but he can't claim to be the best traitor in the world if the only thing stopping him from total collapse was Jazz just not quite finishing, which is the story of Jazz's whole whole campaign. Like he yeah. could have pulled that trigger at any point and he tried and it was too late and he didn't have the like the energy behind it. Jazz played an amazing game. He figured it all out, but he just could never get the like the groundswell of support. In that case, three votes. He couldn't get three votes. Yeah, can I can I just add to that really, really quickly? I just want to say a massive shout out to Harry. Um, yeah. like you, you won bro and you did what I couldn't like, yeah. honestly, I wanted the traitors for, to win from the, from the beginning. I mean, somebody, somebody sort of got in your way there. I, I, you know, you've got to move on with life and whatever. And I know, I know in my heart that I, I did really well and yeah. he got over the line, which I couldn't, but honestly, Harry, I really respect what he did. And I think, him standing alone outside. Yes, it was um, the word where it sort of symbolizes, but to win that money and win that game, we all know it's a very, very hard game. And I know as a trait, it's a very, very hard game. Yeah. And I, I, I'm going to say something that people won't, probably won't agree with, but I think I played half of the series better than him. Um, I'm going to say it right now. Like I went, I didn't get one vote nothing nobody even looked at me till episode 12 from episode 6 from when i got Alyssa out i didn't get one vote maddie would have a little suspicions but it weren't taken seriously until that last round table but i think harry was a better traitor than me because the thing that trumps it for me that makes him better than me was the shield i think the shield yeah that one the shield gameplay that he did cemented him as a winner and he is he is the ultimate traitor i know you're saying he's not ivan but no no no, no. he did amazingly he did incredibly but even that he is that that shield that shield play lasted brilliantly and it did get three people banished it got evie banished as well but as evie walked out as a faithful the rest of them should have then figured out that whole thing couldn't have worked because of those three only one ross was the traitor and they knew there was more than one so, like, I agree with you. Harry was an amazing traitor. I think Harry did really well, but to call himself the best traitor in the world is absolutely insane. It's rewriting history. There were sensational traitors. Just take Alex from the first Australian series, who was sensational. He's 22 years old, bro. You've got to give him it. You've got to give him it. He's 22 years I mean, old. No, he's played well. I'm not saying he's, he hasn't played well, but to say he's the best traitor ever, nah, nah, nah. You need to take a chill bit. But there's not enough seasons yet. He is the best traitor so far. No, I don't think he is. No. Who who is then? Who that's, is then? That's an opinion. I think Alex from Australian season one did slightly better. I think Alex is doing much better. I think you did play better. I like the shield was a great play, but at the end of the day, he also made another number of mistakes. And the shield, if if the faithful had been 
connecting the dots just a little bit more, the shield could have backfired in many ways. The shield could have backfired when he eventually he kept showing up at breakfast, not getting murdered when he didn't have a shield. The shield could have backfired if Zach hadn't been so willing to just proclaim his innocence. I think Siri. I think Siri was a better better traitor as well. It's actually, if you really. Yeah. I do, I do as well. Actually, yeah, yeah, no, no, I agree. No, no. I know what you're saying, Wilf, and I agree that Harry was fantastic. He was phenomenal. He deserves the win. He deserves every single pound of that, and we've all said that. But there was so much else that contributed to his win that wasn't just him. And I think that's what we need to really um, think about as this series finishes, is that it was an incredible series. There was big plays, there was misplays, and no doubt that shield was responsible for three banishments. But at the yeah. end of that third banishment, as Evie stood there and said she was a faithful, and didn't she do it well, that was the point when somebody should have gone, now it all makes sense. It's Harry. And that that's actually why we all thought it was going to be an Andrew win. Right? Can, can I get, yeah. And, and the thing is, what really upset me actually is Molly's a very intelligent woman, right? And clearly, I clearly. really believed yeah. that when, when, they, when he got rid of Paul, the cogs were there, but they weren't spinning. She said, he knows so much about Paul. He knew everything. He knew about every bit of like, and he named everything. So for me, in my mind, it was like, okay, it's there in her brain. And once somebody says something that will make the cog start moving, she'll understand that actually he knew way too much. So for me, I thought that she should understand that at the end. But do you know what happens when you make relationships with people? It's really hard when you make really good friendships with people. It's really hard for you to actually see them as doing wrong. Even if you know they're doing wrong, there's another piece of strategy that we're not talking about here, which is staring us in the face, which is the social game that Harry played. Mm-hmm. To have Molly that that firmly on his side, that devoted to him, and in a, in a platonic sense, but like kind of in love with him. In, given the situation, I don't mean, and I don't do not mean in a romantic sense. But besotted, I mean like, besotted, besotted is exactly the word. Like in a friendship sort of way, yeah. And he with her. That's the thing. Even when it happened at the end, you could tell he was broken by it. But like. Not for long. But <laughs> that social game, that ability to, as much as the shield play was brilliant, to just get someone on his side, keep her in the game, convince everyone else that she was, ne- you know, obviously she was never really um, considered as a traitor by anyone and make sure the final two was him and her. And do you know what hurts me the most, mate? Um, the more I've watched this, and I don't really speak about it, but... That it's a it's a copy and paste version final without the part and gift and for, for me that's how it feels you know like it's the copy and paste version at times like me and Hannah Hannah would never have suspected me mm. Molly never suspected uh, Harry and if it weren't for that comment like do you know it would have been different but I always say it did save me in terms of people yeah. got to get that little bit of a vision. Like you look at Harry, there weren't no remorse at the end with, with any sort of emotional no moment. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't get to understand him as a person at the end with, with me, I lost and people got that little glimpse of who I actually am as a person, which was nice for me. I want to line up those two shots, the shot of you breaking into a smile, yeah. as you say, I'm a traitor. And I'm so happy for you guys. And of him breaking into a smile as he accepts the money. And like, I know that there's a lot of money on it. And I know that you'd you'd have loved those hundred grand and you've got an awful lot of things that that could go towards. But also, would you really want one over the other? Like, would you really want Harry's ending over your ending? If you just think about the narrative sense of it. No, not at all. The redemption that you earned. Like, 
like I, I've done really, I've done quite well after the show and um, it's been difficult. And I was like, let, I want to trade it a win from the UK and see how they win and whatever. And I, I, I backed the traders all the way. I backed Harry from episode one, um, as long as he got over Diane, which he did and he won. And, you know, watching him win, I, I look at it and I think, do you know what? Well played. But, you know, I I was so happy for them guys. Like, I was so happy for Hannah. And listen, 100 grand sounds like a lot of money. Right, it does. It is a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. But in terms of, mate, how, how much life is now like i can't explain it 100 grand sounds like a lot of money it is a lot of money but it's would you want that or the the experience to make even more money over time and long longevity would you want longevity or something there and for me it was i i didn't give a fuck bro i really think of a fuck when i seen hannah and all that win I was so happy for them mm-hmm. and I really didn't care about the money. And then I've been quite, I've been quite fortunate after, but to watch Harry win, actually, I don't think I wanted that ending. Like when I've seen him by himself and, and cheering himself on, it just, for me, it was like, I, I don't think I wanted that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have liked that. With all that said, Wilf, I hope that you can see what happens next with Harry as an extension of what would have happened next with you and enjoy the success he finds. Cause he will in a different way from you, you know, in a very different way from you, he will also be hugely congratulated rightfully for the game he's played and, and, and for the, you know, the sort of the villain arc that he went through and like, it's going to be a very different arc from you, but I hope that you can almost like vicariously live what happens next for him and be like, that's also me. That also you, could you, be you, where do I do went. Do you want to hear some, a story? Really funny story. I bumped into him today. I actually bumped into Harry from the Shreders today. <laughs> so I was filming Radio 5 Live. Um, I came out and Harry's standing there by himself and he's so cute, yeah? So I mm. seen him and he goes, I went, oi. And he goes, oh, are you right? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, hi. And I gave him a hug and that. And he goes, I mean, what are you doing? And he goes, I don't know. I've got here early. I don't, and it was so, and he seemed so timid. And I was like, oh, such a nice person like he did he really did in the 10 seconds i spoke to him he actually seemed like a really nice person he was like i might just go for some food because i've got here and he started telling me you know when somebody's nervous and they started telling you where how what train they got and shit like he's like like, because i'm in london now and i I got the train from slough you know i live in slough and he was telling me and i was like i love him i felt it was so cute and i was like that he seemed like a really nice person i think a lot of what happens next for him is going to be based on how and i assume she has now about how much molly forgives him of course, of course they forgive. Of course she forgives. We're part of the game, mate. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, and that's the right thing Unless too. Unless your name's John and you block people. Well, I think in this case, <laughs> Molly, and I assume she will, graciously forgiving Harry, is going to give Harry the push he needs to enjoy this because there will be guilt there. And well, mm. I, I hope I hope there'll be guilt there. And I don't mean that as in he deserves to feel bad because he doesn't feel very, very good about himself. But it's mixed. I hope it's but, mixed. But it's, it's the same with Hannah, Hannah and me, right? So me and Hannah got yeah. on really well. She she won. And me and her, were, were, we're like this, right? We still talk quite a lot. Um, but it was, I, I didn't care. I was like, I don't care. And I hope that they have this same relationship. Like, oh my God, we shared this. And you know, that beautiful moment, I've been saying this to everyone today, you know, that moment where you, Claudia comes in um, and tells you you're in the final. 
you, 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 I, I got really emotional last night, really emotional. Like I was crying, like, and I was just like thinking of all the feelings that you feel, the pride, the pride that you feel so proud of yourself, and you don't yeah. care if you win or anything at that, that time. It's just like, oh my god, I'm here with these beautiful people, and I hope that they had that bond where it doesn't matter who wins because. Like for me, I don't, I don't, I don't give a fuck who wins the money. Like for me, it was, they, I've had the best experience of my life. Um, yeah. apart from marrying my wife and having kids, but. Marrying your um, wife is the best experience of my life as well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, but look, yeah, your ending was different. Your journey was similar, but your ending was different. But I think what really matters there is really the way you ended. You ended richer, perhaps not in money but richer in all the people you'd met, all the relationships you'd formed. And these deep, deep bonds are really solidified when you came out of the game. And I think that's in fact, that's worth so much more than £95,000 in tax-free cash. But let me put this to you, Will. Would you not pay £103,000 to be friends with us too? Yes, I would. Do you know what? I'd, I'd pay, like, I've made the best friends in my life in this show. And I've, like, I've, I, said, I, I spoke to Ivan earlier I've, I've had a really challenging time this year in terms of ups and downs. I, I left my job and I've been working, doing social media and stuff. And I, I feel insecure at times, but I work hard, but I've got my friends behind me. And do you know what? I couldn't have met the most beautiful people in my life. And I, I say I, I would never have met you guys in a normal situation. I, I would never have done that. Like, unless I all of a sudden took off my cool armor and went into Warhammer and showed my true self, like into, into a geek retreat, you know, I would, I would have caught you while you got arrested. I would have been the duty solicitor at the station. But that's what I mean. Like you, you make some friends that you probably would never meet in the, the, the normal world as you would call it, um, in your social circles. But you know, and we're, we're I've, grown, I've grown quite a lot. Hey, Will, we love you, man. We love you. This was like no. therapy. Are you all right? Are you okay? I'm all right. Good. There's this final thing I want to say. And like, if you listen to the podcast and you know Molly, just give her a big fat hug. Like she is a mm -hmm. good person. She's a good soul. She was on the unfortunate losing stick of the game. And I think she deserves the world. If you know her, give her a big hug. Cause I'm sure relieving this, we know it is relieving the whole thing. Even if it's several months after filming can be quite tough. And listen, I need to say one fucking thing. Yes, Molly didn't make the right decision, but listen, it's a game. It's a game. It's just a game. And that's all it's I can say. Listen, the DMs I've got over the last week and my wife has my Instagram to, to delete stuff and that, that people have been rewatching series one, people that have never watched it before, actually, not even rewatching it, watching it, and telling me to, to die and shit, and it's disgusting. And I just want to say to people, it is just a game. It's just a game. Get a grip. It's where normal people being put in a high-intense environment, and Molly, yes, she could have stopped Harry from winning, but he did win, and he won the game, and that's it. She's still a young beautiful intelligent woman yeah you should never give her any hate nobody should get hate from this game and that's all i have to say about that she, she's going to come out of this brilliantly like she's already got yeah. her career she's got her career set already but it's only going to get astronomically bigger from this she has absolutely everything ahead of her and 
in in the same way that losing may have been good for you, Wilf, I'm going to yeah. say it, and I, I don't want him to take this the wrong way. I think losing may have been incredibly good for her because it did show an incredibly vulnerable side. It also showed the thing that we need to see more of, which is what it feels like to be done over by a man, right? <laughs> I, I actually think that she comes out of this even more so than Jazz being the protagonist of this series. She's a hero. And I, I'm just going to tell you about my feelings right now, guys, because... Could you do that, actually, mate? Yeah, I, I will tell you about my feelings. Anyway, uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. It's time for my reoccurring segment, Wilf's Feelings. Wilf's Feelings. And a lot of people have asked me this, and I'm going to be really serious about this. So when the show came out, I thought I'd feel envy, jealousy, and it happened. I got very invested. I loved it. Then week three happened and I thought, I'm going to be irrelevant. I'm never going to be, no one's going to care what I think anymore. And you start getting insecure. And then I started thinking, actually, like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's just a game show. And then I just miss being there. I miss being, we do want to be trapped in a game sometimes. And that's why I, I said to Ivan, get, please let me join any game you do. Don't I, Ivan? Yeah, yeah, we're going to play d d in a couple of weeks. It's going to be great. It's an escape. It's an escape from just life and it was apart from my wife and kids i didn't miss anything from the outside and the last four weeks for me have been an escape as well i mean i think the only thing about that is you, you say I'm, I'm happy all the time and you know no one is right but as much as anything for me you're right games are an escape they're, they're a way to just create a world and then dwell in that world and the world ends guys i'm sorry to say it but it is time for my recurring segment. Who you got? Who's, Who's your guy? guy? Who you got? Who's, Who's your guy? guy? Because only one guy has been got. And Ryan, it's not you. Ivan, it's not you. But Wilf, it's you. Congratulations. Harry won the show. <laughs> and therefore you are the champion of Who You Got, Who's Your Guy for the Traitors Series 2. How do you feel? I picked Harry from the beginning. And I believed he was going to win. And to be honest, I didn't want him to win at times, but he did win. And yeah. he's a traitor, so he did what I couldn't. And now I've just won um, four packets of pistachio nuts from Ivan. So thank you. Four whole packets of pistachio nuts in shell. But congrats. <laughs> Enjoy your sad little life. Because... <laughs> that <a> Jade. But <laughs> you feel pretty happy about yourself, Jane. What, what a sad little life. Sorry, Ryan, Ryan don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, he does. Ryan was in that show. Yeah, I was, I was Jane, actually. <laughs> it was my son of the life. So you've had overall reactions now to the <sighs> final of the Traitors UK. Let's bring some structure back into it. Let's take a step back. Uh, obviously, this podcast is about the whole week on the Traitors UK, uh, but it has been a really, really uh, interesting week now on the show. Um. Ivan usually is here to summarise what's happened so far in the week. So, Ivan, do you want to give us a quick reminder? Ivan, right. tell us what's been it, going on. It feels almost irrelevant, but let's go through from episode 10, beginning of the week. Right, episode 10. Jasmine clearly hasn't forgiven Zach for the round table. Everyone's still suspicious about Ross, and the other two traitors share a cheeky wink. But that exonerates Molly, Zach, and Jack. And Andrew claims he knows too. So Evie, Ross, and Jasmine are in the firing line because none of them saw Harry's shield. Remember that? The mission is the lyrics of Suspicious Minds by Elvis. There are some cute little puzzles. Zack takes his money bag into his trap, even though Jazz was right there. 
<laughs> Andrew tells Ross that Harry's being elusive. Ross feeds back to Harry, who shushes him and then houses a hundred thousand biscuits. At the round table, Ross, Zach, and Jasmine just literally explode. Evie drops a bomb, more explosions on Ross, just saying Zach's theory makes sense. Harry brings up the elusive thing. Ross pushes elusive back to Andrew. Andrew denies elusive back to Ross. And suddenly the three traitors are hitting elusive at each other and it's super elusive. Ross is banished and reveals he's elusive. That's three traitors in four episodes. Ross also reveals about Diane and then he's a traitor. But Ross's reaction to Andrew has thrown him under suspicion. We hear Andrew's incredible story and then Andrew's very nervous about his own impending doom. They meet at Traitor's Tower once for one more murder. Episode 11. Zack! is the last player to be murdered. And now Jasmine is in the firing line for the same shield-based reasons Ross was. My God, Harry, is this going to be two banishments for that one brilliant strategy? Spoiler, yes, it's going to be three. Much like the royal family, nobody trusts Andrew. I love that line. Jasmine suspects Evie for the same reason everyone else suspects Evie. The rest, it seems are already in the final. The task is a hooded druid circle puzzle dragon death ritual into an Arthurian sword pull. It's utter camp brilliance. Harry's sword is tiny. But he's still offered 7 grand and, re- and refuses point blank. Back at the castle, the noose tightens around Jasmine. Andrew brings up Harry's name with Jazz and Evie. Jazz obviously already thinks this. Harry's not home safe yet, is he? Yes, he is. I now know that he is, but I wrote this after episode 11. At the round table, Jasmine tries to reason her way out of it and go for Evie. Evie's going for Jasmine. It's mutually assured destruction. And all because of Harry's shield bluff in episode 9. Bloody hell, that was good. Jasmine is banished. An incredibly sad moment. Five players remain and there's two traitors left. They will have some dinner. Cluid it as a cheers, and then Harry reveals in a confessional he wants to take all the money. <sighs> Episode 12. Breakfast happens with a retrospective of the season, uh, and Claudia appears, says a bunch of stuff. Uh, it's all very end of term. Her tweed blazer has the word traitor on the back. And a question mark. The mission is an entire season of Fort Boyard. Jazz shares with Molly that he's going to bring up his Harry theory and for her to watch him carefully, if only she did. Andrew thinks he's in a weaker position than Harry, true, and Harry wants Andrew there at the end just to wee on him. Figuratively, Jazz finally asks about the Paul secret at the round table and lets Harry lie and say he never fed back, but then he just lets it go! And Evie is banished, of course she's a faithful, and it's back to the drawing board. Harry sides with Molly, Andrew sides with Jazz, but Jazz doesn't trust Andrew! Fire pit time, but it's raining, so unlike year 6 PE where I was told to go outside, they can do it inside, not fair, Smokey. They all vote to banish. Andrew calls out Harry, but everyone goes for Andrew. Andrew's gone, Harry is rattled! Three left. Maury and Hallie. Maury? Maury and Hallie vote to end the game, but Jazz chooses to go on and calls out Harry, so it's all down to how Molly votes. She writes an H on her chalkboard. Go on, Molly, that's the first letter of Harry! I know that spelling, but she changes her vote multiple times. The whole chalkboard is covered in white, and eventually she banishes Jazz. And Molly says she's a faithful, and Harry says he's a traitor. And Molly's heart visibly breaks like Ralph Wiggum in that show. And and the show ends with Harry strutting outside to take his crown, his lonely crown, as the champion of season two. And then Harry strips off and walks into the castle, and the song Murder on the Dance Floor comes on. So that's your synopsis. Um, now let's take a step back then and have a look at uh, the last three episodes. Obviously, let's go back to episode ten. Episode ten, interesting start. Um, we sort of see the combination of that Zach versus Jasmine fight. Uh, obviously, Harry's plan 
was incredibly smart with the shield and you see the results it yields you see it particularly works on zach because zach is so keen to express how faithful he is by saying oh well i knew he had a shield so i can't be the traitor because i wouldn't have tried to murder harry he's so keen to shout his innocence that he immediately goes for jasmine i think zach was one of the most intelligent people there but the most clumsy if that makes sense mm. um he'd say things that he didn't mean to say he'd um accidentally lose cash in a fucking net by himself <laughs> yeah like, that was ridiculous yeah, you Honestly. know he, he's just a clumsy i think but... zach's scattershot approach to things worked because it did put cats amongst multiple pigeons now it did get rid of jasmine but also it like there were many many times when zach's input helped and if you think from a because this isn't a team game this is a personal game zach's strategy kept him until episode 11 so it was worth something as long as you accuse a lot of people you're going you're gonna to make sure that you do not get murdered, which was good. But I want to go to Jasmine that morning, who says in the kitchen, in the kitchen, in the, in the breakfast room, she says, oh, but it could just mean that Harry's a traitor, couldn't it? And everyone's like, nah, Jasmine, shut up. And oh my God. And the worst thing is, but what kind of confirmed that she was wrong? I know she wasn't wrong, but she, but like what made everyone think it was because they got rid of Ross and getting rid of Ross for the wrong reason kind of confirmed that theory was right. And so, Again, this is like very fortuitous. It was a brilliant bit of strategy, but it was even better bit of strategy because Ross's banishment made it that good. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and talking about Ross, how thoroughly disappointing. I like Ross. He seems like a really good like person, but we left with a cliffhanger. We left with the idea that we would finally see revenge. And then we come to this episode yeah. 10 and it's just sort of like, like it goes like a wet fireworks show. It's just sort of nothing. I guess my question for you guys is, considering how solidified Harry's position was, could Ross have done any better at avenging Diane? Yeah, the obvious first thing he could have done, which isn't necessarily avenging Diane, but it is saving himself, is before being banished, be like, hang on, guys, if I was a traitor, why would I have killed my mum? And that's the point at which they go, what? Your mum? And that's how you reveal it. You reveal it at the round table before you've been eliminated and use it as a defense mechanism. That's maybe the only thing I would have said he could have done differently. And the other thing I think of as well would have been not to feed back to Harry as he was sitting there housing biscuits to be like, oh, Harry, this is, this is what Andrew said. And I mm. think that gave Harry all the information he needed that like, this was the time to go. Yeah. If he'd realized he wanted revenge on Harry and had figured out that Harry was the one who murdered Diane, and I still don't know if that was actually legitimate. Like, was he really looking for massive revenge or was he just have a good sniff for the narrative? But anyway, mm. if he really, really wanted to do Harry, he should have stuck with Andrew and not fed back to him. So I don't quite know what he was playing that day. I think he was trying to find his ally and it, he, he did it wrong. He didn't find his ally. Well, our resident traitor, how would you have played it if you were Ross? How would have I played it? Um, do you know what? I, th I think he played it really, really well. Um, I know it sounds controversial, but there's nothing he can do. He's He's been brought on to be a scapegoat, but the only thing he, he can do is plant a seed. I don't think there's any way that he could break up the friendship between Andrew and Harry. And I do believe that Harry didn't want to backstab Andrew. I, I really believe that I, for some reason, I believe that he really liked Andrew. So he, he was the one that was going to go. Yes. Right. And one more downfall. It's really been a week of downfalls, uh, which I guess makes sense in a show where two people get eliminated every day. So that's two downfalls <laughs> yeah, a day. 21 downfalls, <laughs> mate. <laughs> uh, in a week of downfall, then let's think about, um, 
Andrew. Yeah. See, the thing with Andrew is I never really thought he was going to get caught up until really late in the game when there was a sort of like two-block alliance that's sort of building and that, that Jazz wasn't necessarily wanting to follow. I, I, I just don't know. Do you, like, what happened there? What happened there, Will? Uh, um, do you know what? I'll be completely honest. People were slagging off Andrew for, um, on, on Twitter and other social media outlets saying he's not playing a great game. Um, he's not playing the traitor role. But I'm like, he hasn't been mentioned once. Like, that's the whole point of the game. And he was obviously mentioned by Ross, which was his downfall. You know, and, and it caught me off guard, actually, because I thought Andrew was going to win. But Andrew's downfall was literally down to Ross's... Ross's comment, and but I thought up to then he were, he weren't noticed. When you were nominated as a traitor at the beginning, you play that role from the beginning. But you notice anybody that gets chosen as a traitor afterwards really struggles. I just the the opposite is also dangerous. So I, I think one of the things that Andrew did wrong, and he did play a pretty good game as far as I'm concerned. But one of the things he did do wrong is at that crucial point after the final roundtable, but before the fire pit where he had to essentially get Jazz on side. He knew that if he had to get Jazz on side, he could make it two on two and put it to a deadlock. And he went and he went, you know, I think you're right. I think you're right about Harry. I think that's good. And and I think what he should have done there is gone, Jazz, tell me again what you think. And rather than going and immediately saying you agree with Jazz, giving Jazz the space to speak. Because if you do that, then people feel like you're really, really hearing them. The best thing you can do is listen to someone. Um, he he um, he landed an intelligent parting gift, mate. That didn't work. So what what Andrew tried to do was, um, we know that people can't part and gift in this series. Uh, that's why it ha- hasn't happened. So what he did was the whole. I tell you what, let me go against another traitor because the whole theme of the whole show has been the traitors going against the traitors. Like the traitors going against Ash. Then it was, and that's how they figured out who the traitors were, people going against who. Harry said that Paul was going against Miles, and that's how they figured out Miles. And that's been the theme of the show. And I think he knew that. He he knew that it's going to be traitors against traitors. I'm sacrificing myself to show it's traitors against traitors for people to try and pick up on that. Right. So I see what you're saying, but I, I still think there's a way to win from there. And I think the way to do it, as I say, is to go to Jazz, get Jazz on side without making it that obvious that's what's going on. So if that was him sacrificing himself and being like, look, I'm a traitor and so is Harry, fine, fine, fine. But he definitely could have done it better. And I, I think the way to do it is be like, hang on, Jazz, I think you're onto something, but I don't fully understand. Lay it mm. out for me and say it slowly this time. And then give Jazz an hour to lay it out and then go, do you know what, Jazz? You're bang on. Let's yeah. vote for Harry. One of my um, strategies was feed ego, which which means when somebody has um, um, planted a seed against people that you want out, you water it, but not overwater it. You don't go there, and it's about saying, "Oh, yeah. what do you think?" And yeah, he needed to do that. He but he went there all gun blazing. But mm. let's be honest, Andrew is not a traitor. He's a faithful. He's a faithful. Yeah, because you start as a faithful really thinking that the traitors are sort of like evil. And it's quite hard to move from that when all of a sudden you're made to become a traitor and you have to join the evil side. It's quite hard to realize that it's just a game. There's not actually like a whole like good versus evil. There are, um, I'm just going to draw people's attention to the Australian series too. We've talked about it. I don't want to spoil it anymore because it's going to be on iPlayer. 
but there are so many parallels and 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 particularly the end game given the fact that we're talking about recruited traitors and long-standing traitors it's so fascinating oh my god i can't wait for people to see that ending it's just mad we've watched how many traitor series we've watched loads right and a few. The, the best thing about the uk one it's it seems more legit and when you look at the other ones they seem more produced so um Do you think we've, we've always said it and i think that's a very interesting thing about the uk it's very much underproduced do you remember when pip yeah steve um, smashed it do you remember when pippin the dog like so we had a mental health dog the emotional that, support dog yeah yeah the emotional oh, support dog pippin ran did in shit on the carpet and we had to clean it <laughs> up and they didn't come in they literally <laughs> were filming us cleaning up pippin's poo that poo looked really human for some reason but uh <laughs> We, we put it into like a brown ball and we put it on the snooker table. Yeah. You remember these biscuit balls that Paul has been eating from? Well, that's what we used to scoop it up. When you feel really shit, right, they had this like Pippin, his name was. It reminded yeah. us of the old Pippin with the aeroplane. And yeah. we used to go in the back when I used to do my myth. I used to stroke Pippin. Mm. And yeah, th- it's not true. <laughs> well, I don't know what we're pretending there was a circus bug on the show, but it should be. I'm so desperate to get that in the papers. <laughs> All right, we'll follow it and stop saying it's false then. Let's just start saying it's true. Pippin the emotional support dog. I'm, I'm up for it, mate. I'm doing it. Uh, overall sensational players i've got to respect them all like it was good gameplay in that final week obviously not everyone could play the perfect game otherwise it'd be pretty boring but good gameplay overall and they were all good players good people i've enjoyed seeing them honestly excellent cast uh, this year again now let's have a chat about the uh, other big star of the show and the challenges again fascinating stuff i really enjoy them the first one with the booby traps in the woods i'm just imagining imagine just some poor lady walking the dog around the woods in like scotland and she just falls into a swamp laid by the producers and the traitors in the middle of the woods we got one <laughs> next challenge as well i mean great challenge she looked very cultish it was like felt like we were looking at a cult but more importantly the sword and the sword comes up and i guess my big question here for you guys is how do you strategize the whole sword thing because realistically up to me i would see it as actually being more of a traitor thing to not take the sword because you know you've got a clear pass to the money at the end you're confident enough that you wouldn't take the sword but i think if you're more of a like from their point of view because they're just associates take the money and you're evil don't take the money and you're good so to me that all felt like actually like the face of like if you take the money you must be a traitor. And so, I don't know. It was weird. Look, everything you've said, I agree with. But, but say, 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 say it again. <laughs> oh, this word. <laughs> Swear is a new butt cat. No, 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 honestly, I understand that that is not a word you have in France. And I, I fully, it's fully get that. And I don't laugh at you. I'm laughing with you right now. But it's just the fact that you said words so many times. And both me and Will were like, what's he, what's he talking about? What's he, what's he I actually can't say it. How do you say it? Okay, take take the W out entirely. Sword. Sword. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you just have to ignore the W, okay? But, but anyway, I'll, I want to talk about this mission, right? Um, it was very cold. It was brilliant. I thought yeah. it was fun. Okay. I think the funniest thing about it was, yeah, the sword was really tiny. He was holding it up like, um, <laughs> I don't know, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. <laughs> and like he had to hold it up for ages. So the whole time that Claudia was asking him about the £7,000, he was just holding this little tiny dagger in the air. And it was like, oh, it looks like he's going for a little laugh in the countryside. <laughs> it's a sort of special rogue with a double dagger attack. It was, it was so cute. It was so cute. I don't, I don't think anybody would would have took money yeah it's, a, it's an interesting game I, I like that they add that but do you know what i love the most 
you could continue to play in this one. You just take money from the cash pot and continue to play. If I was the faithful, I would take that money and continue to play. But I think the other faithfuls would misunderstand it as a sign that you're a traitor because they're thinking quite one-dimensionally and they might think, take the yeah. money, oh, you're evil. Evil equals traitor. You must be a traitor, even though that doesn't make sense. This drives me mad because, yeah, you're absolutely right. As a faithful, you take it because you're like, I'm less likely to win. I'd like the £7,000 and I'd like to continue to play the game. But you know what? If it was down to you and someone else and someone had to make a vote at the end, they'd say, well, he's already got £7,000. I'll vote for this person instead. So I think if, even if it's not about that's traitorous behaviour to take money, which clearly it's not, um, because all they're trying to do is blend in. I think the bigger thing is people finding a reason not to keep you. Think about Molly in the final three. She voted out of jazz because she was trying to find a reason for who to keep and who to get rid of. And it wasn't about traitors at that point. Would you Would you have took the money, Ivan? I, I, I don't know. It'd have to be contextual. But I also, as I'm saying, I don't think it's the sort of twist that I find highly, highly interesting and compelling in the show's context. It doesn't feel that relevant to me. But if you, as you as a faithful, right? So say you was, um, for instance, Evie, yeah. where you're under the, under scrutiny, you know, you might be going at that round table. Yeah. Would you have took the seven grand if you pulled that sword? The only reason I would, the only reason I'd take it is if I would think it would actually help my survival chances so probably mm. no i probably i probably would just like try and second guess everyone else and think they're just going to look at me weirdly if i take it i'm just going to do the simple thing and say no if you're evie if anything you're not taking it so you can convince the others that you're faithful the best thing you could do is go look i'm going to take this because i know you're going to banish me but evie didn't get banished next jasmine got banished next and i think basically i it, i reckon it's worth seven thousand pounds to make the final honestly well, anyway, uh, lots of uh, divergence there on the right strategy, which goes to show it's not an easy call to make, especially when, you know, here we're sitting down, we've thought about this. When you're in the show, you've got about 12 seconds to think about it. Quite difficult. <laughs> and the whole time you're holding a huge sword above your head. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had the uh, last challenge, which was, uh, yeah, definitely interesting. I think to be fair, I wasn't focusing because I just wanted to see how, how the final would go down. It's so funny. You've got you've got a whole episode and you know it's all about the last 30 minutes. There's no murder at breakfast and there's a challenge where they're guaranteed to win the money. So it's like, why don't we just all turn on at half past nine next time? Because it's, it's do you know what? That I feel like the last mission is, it's a unity mission. No, I get it. It's just also just like, they're guaranteed to win the money. Episode one and episode 12 tend to be for me. Well, they're the not work. guaranteed to watch win the money. We've, we've seen that before, so. Didn't you win all the money in the last episode? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant in the final. Sorry. Well, no, I, so I remember the final and I think what happened, if you, um, if I could just remind you what happened at the end though. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on that note, uh, should we wrap up with my last final question for me in that case? Just give me a quick grade. If you had to grade the series of the traitors, how would you rate it? And I'll go first. I'll say, you know what? I was a bit scared for the first week. I was like, oh, this feels quite similar to what we've done. But they have really switched it up. And I think they met the promise, which was, if you think you know the game, no, you don't. And I think we got that. So I'm going to give it a solid 9 out of 10. Ivan? Yeah, I like 9. I like 9. I think there were some really amazing things about it. Strategically, it was very interesting, very complex. The, the missions took a step up, could take another step up. I'd like to see a few more um, faithful abilities, faithful twists, uh, but I loved it. I really loved it. 9 out of 10. Well, uh, um, I would say 10 out of 10. The reason being is I believed, I rate ours when I speak to people, I rate it as 9 out of 10. And I think I don't believe in the point fives and stuff. So um, <laughs> you don't believe in numbers. 
No, I don't believe in decimal points, mate. They're not real. They're not real. No. He's an anti-decimaler. It's a huge conspiracy. I'm an anti-decimal. That's it. I'm getting cancelled now. Stand up for the integers. But uh, <laughs> I think it was 10 out of 10, mate. Like, I think the journey they took us on, and I don't know if it's because I'm a viewer this time, but it was probably, no, 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 probably. It was the best reality TV show I've actually watched in my life. Um, it, re- wow. it really was. It really yeah. was. Like I've watched so many. We we do it for a living, guys. Like we, well, not for a living, but we we do it as our podcast. So you don't have to. But, yeah, so you don't have to. But it was by far better than better than everything. I, I'd rate ours as a nine. Our series was a nine, and I I do genuinely think this is better. Certain episodes weren't, but as a whole, I think I think it was. Well, clearly some uh, very strong stuff from uh, from us here. Series 3 will be here soon enough. We'll be here to comment on this. The Traitors of Australia is also out now on BBC iPlayer and BBC Three. Uh, we uh, have recorded episodes on these. We've posted about it uh, and we will be reposting them so you can catch up on all the drama as you watch uh, the episodes on BBC iPlayer. Cheeky repurpose. Absolutely. Why not? Secure purpose. And then we've got US and New Zealand coming as well, right? And the Traitors US and the Traitors New Zealand are dropping the BBC player very soon. It will be the Traitors US next after Australia and then the Traitors New Zealand. And we'll also be here to discuss it all, to chat all about it. Good day, mate. Isn't that Australia? <laughs> it's the same thing. You can't say this to me. I'm in Australia right now. Somebody's about to... Oh, shit. They're coming oh. for me. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag cancel Wilf. Cancel Wilf. Please do us a favor, cancel Wilf. We'll be back next week uh, with It's Just a Game with uh, Ryan, Ivan, and Maddie uh, from next week then. <laughs> <laughs> the look Wilf is giving Ryan right now. Look, on that note, we'll be back. Is this the uh, last episode of the podcast, guys? No, so the Traitors, uh, we'll be back for the Traitors US, we'll be back for the Traitors New Zealand, we'll be back for so much more. Hopefully we'll be chatting to some of our favourite contestants in the next few days as well. Uh, We'll tell you all about this on social media when we get there. Uh, But until then, thank you so much for listening. If you like the podcast, give us a five-star review, give us a nice little comment, follow us on social media. My name is Ryan, you can follow me at £95,000 tax-free cash. Uh, my name is Will. You can follow me at um, hashtag emotional support dog. My name is Ivan, and you can follow me at Ivan Brett on Twitter. <laughs> and we'll see you, see you, you very well. soon, and goodbye. Bye bye, Molly. Bye bye. <laughs>I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. 
I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.